Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Greg Deeds, and with me is Josh Fisher. How you doing, dude? Well, you know, I have to say I'm pretty good. Um, fortunately, minimal impact from everything that's going on. Uh, yeah. Compared to last episode, you know, we kind of had a little conversation about coronavirus last episode, and... Uh, a lot of the things we said were probably going to happen happen within hours of us recording it, and even more. Oh yeah, in the, Every day in the days worse. that have followed, and it's getting worse. And you know, first off, I just want to say to all of our listeners out there, we are still going to be bringing you content every Friday, and we just want you to be safe and hope you and your families and loved ones are well. Um. As for me, you know, minimal impact. Misty's been working from home for years, and, you know, I'm a disabled stay-at-home dad, and my kid's school's a mile away, and now they've got her home on mandatory school shutdown, and we got her a Chromebook for Christmas so she can do schoolwork, so she's got packets from school, so she's working on her stuff, you know, and uh, the county that we live in, it's not a very... Uh, wealthy county. It's actually one of the poorest counties in the state. And as a result, because so many families live below the poverty line, the uh, the county provides free breakfast and lunches for all the students countywide. So as a result of the shutdown, they're delivering their breakfasts and lunches. They're prepackaging them. Uh, now, they're not getting a hot lunch, but they're giving them like a cold lunch, you know, like a sandwich and sides and fresh fruit and milk and sending those home. Uh, and they're actually delivering them by the bus driver. The bus driver comes to the bus stop and the kid or parent can be there waiting and he hands them on Mondays uh, four meals for Monday and Tuesday and on uh, Wednesdays three meals or six yeah. meals for Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. So that's a great system they've got worked out. and. As I say, a lot of uh, so, a lot of schools, a lot of schools around here are uh, allowing the low-income kids who depend on that school lunch to come in and yeah, like, get lunch to just go to the cafeteria and yeah, and that, and that's a great thing, man. That's I mean, that's a really good thing. They literally get lunch and then they're told to leave, <laughs> so there's no you know. But they they're getting fed, and that's yeah, great. That's, that's and important. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I know it's putting a strain on a lot of people. Us, I mean, it's not. Aside from Madison being home, it's really not affected us. Oh, it's, well, she's got homework to do. Well, she's working on her Chromebook. Oh, she needs to eat. Well, here's lunch. It's ready to go. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's honestly really bad over here. Like, I, I I can't stress that enough. Like, day one on Monday, I'm gonna say day one was Monday, just because Monday was pretty bad. Um. Every restaurant had signs on their door saying that they can only have certain capacity. Some restaurants are just like, we're takeout only, motherfuckers. Like, our chairs yeah. are on the tables. Go fuck yourself. Um, yep. And uh, it was really it was really interesting to keep to go into places like all like like Chick-fil-A is not even their dining room is not even open. 
there's seriously a dude sitting out front the front door with a with a um, podium like waiting for people to walk up and I walked up and he was just like we're not taking any orders unless you go through drive through and I said oh that's I'm picking up a DoorDash order and he was like oh what's the name everything was good but like it's nuts it's truly nuts and I had to go into the grocery store multiple times this week so far and I fucking hate it I absolutely hate it because people are panic buying yes, uh, they people are. are people are taking more than their fair share which is leaving a lot of people out to dry when it comes to products like Honestly, if 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 you're listening to this podcast and you're one of those people, seriously, fuck you, fuck you with all my heart and being, and I genuinely hope you catch coronavirus. I, honestly, I hope that your hoarding has done nothing for you but caused debt, and and I hope you catch the virus that you were trying to avoid, because fuck you, you're the worst kind of person on the planet right now. Anyway, sorry. Um, <coughs> Send all of your hate mail to gregdeets at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm genuinely mad. Like, it's so I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I've seen some things that have legit made me angry, and it's mainly due to the spreading of misinformation about this that virus. People not taking it seriously, saying, oh, there's, it's not that bad. No, look, don't panic. Be smart. But absolutely take it fucking seriously, unlike the fucking orange chump fucking nutsack in chief. Sorry, I fucking hate the guy. And he's done a piss poor job at handling this. He um, he literally, like, regardless <clears throat> of your opinion about it, you have to admit he has treated this poorly. He went absolutely. and said last last week, less than five days ago, said it's a hoax. Yeah. Yeah. Are and you then, fucking kidding me? And then at the time of this recording now, mind you, uh, it was a week ago. But Sorry, yeah. We yeah, and, and, and he, you know, the World Health Organization, the very first week of February, said we have plenty of kits. 60 nations took kits to test their citizens with. Guess who turned them down? Now we're just going to win our own kits from the CDC. This is the guy who happened to eliminate um, three key fucking pandemic uh, professionals a couple of years ago and never refilled their positions and also slashed the budget to the CDC. So not only are we trending like 11 days behind Italy and 50 days behind China, we don't have adequate kits out there to test people. No. We don't have the resources that are in need. And now all of a sudden, look who are the people that are getting tested. You're seeing athletes get tested and celebrities get tested yeah, the well-connected people are getting tested, but it's Glad there's not enough to go around. Well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great that was sarcasm. I mean, great I, that you know. I don't want to see good people suffer from this, but let's just face it: this is a virus. It has no bias at who it's going to infect. Or how it's going to infect them. Oh, yeah. Regardless, regardless of your country of origin, your race, your religion, your fucking political affiliation, uh, you. It's, it's being said that, you know, maybe 60% to 70% of the population is likely to get it. So that's, uh, that's pretty worrisome. And. Mm -hmm. 
Italy today, as of this recording, reported 475 deaths today alone. But yet mm -hmm. idiot kids are fucking down in fucking Florida partying on spring break and are pissed and sad because bars are closed because they can't dr get drunk it's and they're bitching about it. It's very frustrating. <sighs> like if you're young and you have a healthy immune system, you're probably going to be okay. Think about the people that you interact with though. Think about your grandparents, your parents. Think about anybody in your family that might be immune compromised. Yeah. Vanessa Hutchins, you dumb cunt. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm I, it's it's I'm in, I'm infuriated. Like genuinely, I almost thought about like, hey, maybe we should just postpone the podcast because I'm kind of mad. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm angry. I'm angry at people spreading false information. I'm angry at people saying, you know what? Let's just drink all this bleach. You can't get it if you drink bleach. You know what? You keep drinking that bleach, buddy. Drink all the bleach you want because I guarantee you, you won't get it if you drink enough of that bleach. You're fine. Uh, and all these people that are looking fucking door handles and toilet seats and uh, subway turnstiles and various other things in public. I hope you get it too. And I hope it's painful because you're being an idiot and you're endangering others. And you don't learn unless you go through it yourself, apparently. So go through it. It's not something to fuck around with. Is it inconvenient? Yeah, it's inconvenient as hell for a lot of people. And the financial strains that are going to come from this, you know, could be severe. Oh, they, I, I, I've got I've, I've got friends that I know who have now been confirmed to have come into contact with an infected person. And they are waiting to see if they have it. And... It's, I, I worry for my friends, you know, uh, and, and their families. And yeah. it's, it got here a lot quicker and spread a lot more rapid than people thought it would. Absolutely. And it's not a Chinese virus. You know, it's not some mysterious virus that no one's ever heard of. Coronaviruses have been around for ever. Uh, the common cold is a coronavirus. You know, upper respiratory infections are examples of coronaviruses. This is a new strain that causes fibrosis in the lungs, which is terrible scarring. And if you've got respiratory issues, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not fatal. People need to stop losing their hands. It doesn't have to be fatal. Be smart. Take care of yourself. Uh, treat yourself as if, if you are a carrier, even I'm if you're trying. not feeling symptoms, and protect other people away from try, you. Try to stay home. If you can, just fucking stay home. Like Yeah. It, there's, there's a thing you can look up online about the curve. The curve is quite literally how many people can become infected over the course of a time based on how many people are moving around. There's a, there's a test you can do via, I think, the World Health Organization website where you put 100 balls in a, in a, in a space. And you have mm -hmm. every single ball moving around and you give four of those balls an infection and see how long it takes for everything to become infected in that room. Then you do it again and you keep reducing the number of uh, balls that are moving that aren't moving. Watch mm -hmm. that curve. Watch how that curve works. Yep. Stay home. Trust me. And 
the, the thing is, the medical system, the healthcare system, as fucked as it is, can only handle so many patients. There's only so many beds. There's only so many ventilators. So protect yep. yourself. Be smart. Self-quarantine. If you think you've been exposed, don't rush to an ER. Call your physician. Describe to them your symptoms. They'll tell you if you need to come in and be tested or not. Yeah. Well, on that note, Josh, why don't we go ahead and start the podcast and be more entertaining <clears throat> instead of talking about uh, doom and gloom for a minute? Yeah, yeah. We're not medical professionals. This is not official medical advice. But No. We're, uh, seriously. See, talk to C- your physician. Look at the CDC, World Health Organizations. Exactly. Stop, exactly. stop believing fucking memes. Or, or or things like the fucking National Choir, which I saw today. A magazine was like, we've discovered the cure. And I was just like, I wanted to fucking rip all of them out and rip them in half and throw them on the ground. Like, no, lies. But, the first patient for a potential vaccine was tested just a couple of days ago. Right. And it takes like five days take- to find any kind of... Any, kind any of type of react, any type of reaction. Period. Yes, if it's successful, you're looking at a minimum of twelve months for a mass vaccine. Yeah, it's more realistically eighteen. The world so is we're going to have to be. The world is legitimately changed forever. Like there's no going back to our old ways. A lot is going to change. Well, here's the thing, and we've seen movie theaters now, several movie studios in the past few days. They've said, you know what? Since you can't go to the theater, we're offering our movies available for streaming. Uh, and Universal is the first one to start it. They're doing it with The Invisible Man and a couple other movies. And then I saw today that Bloodshot's going to be available as of next uh, really? day. Yes. Yes. Because so, I, was, I wasn't sure what Disney was going to do with Black Widow, but they just straight uh, delayed it. For now. They may go the streaming route, like rental streaming, instead of paying, you know, like have it available for purchase, you know, on Blu-ray or digital, like normal, three months later. But pay twenty bucks to rent it for seventy-two hours. You and your family could enjoy it. I'd do that. Yeah, same here. I would totally do that. Save on concessions. Um, but yeah. Uh, all these places where people have been like, why can't we work from home? Oh, no, you can't work from home. Look at all these places that are suddenly, suddenly having all of their employees working from home. I saw a TikTok that made me it's laugh. It's possible. It was, yeah, I saw a TikTok that made me laugh. It was a guy like, um, all right, you're all working from home. All right, cool. I'll see you, I'll see you later, boss. Nine months or like a few months from now or whatever. All right, get, uh, get your ass back in here. Everything's fine. No, I can work from home. No. He's proven that I can work from home now, so I'm not going to come yep. in. Yep. Get your ass in here. No, why do I have to come into work so I can micromanage your ass? It's like, nope. That's the only reason. There's <laughs> no reason. That, this is showing that there's no reason that if you're in a position to where you are able to work from home, that you should have to return to work in that environment. And I think it should stay that way. Um, the world has changed forever. It's 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 insane. I wonder how how much of a change we'll see, but that's something we can discuss next week because I'm sure next week there's even going to be more shit to talk about. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, let's get into the reviews. We're here. Like we said, we're still going to be bringing you guys content every week on Fridays, and this is a review week. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, next week we'll definitely get more into stuff because I mean that's that's the problem is that we're n- we're not going to be able to stop talking about it. It's it's a huge deal. No. It's a global event. Like it's it's a problem. So we're going to still bring it up. So if 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 honestly you're tired of hearing about it, like sorry, but it, we kind of have to. But um, today yeah, but today we, we're going to move on. Yeah, we 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 just want all of our listeners. You know, like I said. Be safe, be smart, protect yourself, your families, your loved ones. And we're here for your entertainment suggestions, you know, because you're a lot of people are going to be bored. Uh-huh. Well, hey, what can you do? Uh, uh, one shout out to my friend Brian that runs Cavalier Comics, my local comic shop. He made a post today. He's like, look, if you're because we're not under a mandatory shutdown yet, but I'm sure it probably will be coming. But he said, for the time being, if you wanted new games, comics, supplies, anything, he will be at the store. If you're afraid to come in or if he has too many people in and has to limit patrons, he'd be happy to do a curbside service. You just pay over the phone, online, what have you. He'll get your order ready and bring it out to you and everything. I mean, he's making concessions. That's and yeah, yeah. And hey people with hobbies right now this is and gamers this is we've prepared for this we are ready for this we've been training for this for years i know someone a on twitter was people, like someone on twitter was like i've been social distancing my whole life this is nothing new yeah well like i said minimal impact for us because misty already works from home and you know this is what i do this is what i, I do i podcast i make projects i paint i uh, genuinely wish models. i could stay home i really do wish i could stay home yeah but in the meantime, let's bring them the entertainment. All right, let's, guys. Let's we, try to be a little positive, you know, because <laughs> there's enough negativity out there. Just don't panic. Yeah, don't panic. Grab your talent, don't panic. Um, and don't be a jerk. Yeah, that too. Uh, guys, what we're going to talk about today, hope you watched it with us, uh, kind of short, both of them, is uh, season three of Castlevania and the film uh, Jane and Silent Bob Reboot. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Castlevania first. Uh, don't know why we chose that first, but uh, whatever. Well, um, you asked. I said I had no preference. Whichever you one you wanted to go with, and you said, "Well, let's do Castlevania first. So I was like, "Okay." That's how it came about. <laughs> well, I don't know what synopsis you could give for this show, but go ahead and give it a shot. Well, I mean, it, it, it's season three. It's based on the video game series, uh, Castlevania three specifically because the characters in it on the old NES system back in the, uh, I guess it was 91 when Castlevania three came out. I believe so. Yeah. I could be mistaken. Don't quote me in between 90 and 92, but I'm thinking 91. However, the three main characters are Alucard, AKA Adrian Tepes, the son of Vlad Tepes, AKA Dracula. Um, Trevor Belmont, the last of the Belmonts, a uh, famous family of monster hunters, and Safa Belnades, a magician speaker. Um, this takes place in Wallachia, which is a real life historical location in Romania. Uh, and it's set in the Middle Ages in the 1800s late 1700s, early 1800s, mid 1800s. I'm not sure of the year. Okay. And it was 89, actually Castlevania three Dracula's curse. I'm looking at it now. My okay. apologies for being incorrect. Um, Hey, got I, think the more, check. 
I, was, I think the more important thing is that it takes it's this show takes place like right fucking before three and during and is basically the story of three. Yeah, yeah. Um, because now, three was the first in the timeline. Just FYI. Yeah. Now, um, this season it picks up picks up right after the end of season two. At the end of season two, we saw a vampire civil war. Several. Uh, cl- clans of vampires trying to rise up take power from dracula and then also dracula actually dying uh at the hand of his son alucard and safa belnades and trevor belmont so this picks up after the three of them went on their way and uh trevor and safa have struck up a romantic relationship and are traveling from town to town. They were originally going to meet up with her caravan, but having adventures and slaying night creatures and monsters and such and helping those in need, they've kind of gotten a taste for that. And Alucard is uh, just kind of alone in his solitude. And, you know, a couple of other characters that had some really good arcs are also involved. The Forge Masters, the characters that yes. can that can basically create the night creatures from a dead body. They reanimate them with a soul from hell and they become these monsters um, and they have full control over them. There were two Isaac and Hector in the first season and second season that served Dracula and they've been separated and Isaac's on his own pilgrimage of sorts, just trying to find his way. And Hector has been captured by Carmilla and taken back to the, uh, vampire quartet of sisters in Syria. So, so, so something about this show that I want to kind of point out, especially this season, um, it reminds me of Game of Thrones hardcore right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a bunch of different stories that are clearly building to a big climax. Yes, and um, uh, here's the difference though: there are some elements of Game of Thrones that I didn't find that interesting. There are some elements of that show that I was like, meh, take it or leave it. This is not the case. Like, every fucking story is interesting in this season. Uh, oh, I agree. I agree. Um, like, with Hector, like, it was kind of, like, I didn't remember who he was at first until uh, the, the that one vampire started talking to him. Yeah, yeah. And then, it, and then I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And... Uh, um, and then his whole story with them and oh, so fucking cool. Um, and then Isaac, that fucking conversation between him and the goddamn ship captain yes. was some of the greatest writing I've ever seen. Like, oh my God. That was wonderful. That was a great scene. I had to go back and rewatch it because it was so good. I immediately backed it up and said, I got to watch that again. It's just so I, clever. Like it's so well, well crafted and oh, Mwah. And then, like, what's so also so brilliant about it, Josh, is that, like, what's said in that conversation is so poignant and, and, and right. And then immediately, as he leaves the boat, he's just like, this is why I'm not that way. Like, it was, it was just, oh, just mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> like, it was just so brilliant. And then, like, oh, the stuff with um, Trevor and uh, Sifa was was – a lot of fun. Um, the the new guy, the new uh, I want to say he's a time Saint, traveler. <laughs> Saint Germain. Saint Germain, yeah. 
spelled Saint Germain, but they called him Saint Germain. Right. I like his character too. I did. I like. Yeah. Um. Well, the fucking church that they were investigating was. Yeah, the priory. Super neat. Oh, it was by the creepy way, as fuck. Little bit of a spoiler alert. Sorry. I really saw coming with the priest of the town. Like you mean the judge of the town? The judge, yes, the judge. Yeah, he wasn't that a little... priest. He was just like the the mayor, and they just called him judge. He's a piece of shit. Um, he yeah he 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 didn't. I mean, it wasn't overly obvious that he was early on. But it was it the, became the line more and more apparent. The line, little pleasantries. Yeah, little yeah. pleasantries. I was like, pleasures. oh no, oh no. And then they revealed it, and I was like, ooh, I'm glad he got stabbed. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler. Sorry. Jesus, I just ruined that if you're watching the show. Oh, Lord. Pretty, like- uh, pretty, you know, I immediately thought of uh, Hot Fuzz, the, uh, the committee, you know, for the oh, greater yeah. good. Yeah. The greater good. What's what I think so interesting is to me this season was better than season two. Like I think just so way more well. remem- like memorable. Like so many characters that stand out to me. Plus, I'm gonna say this: the animation style in this show is still gorgeous. Yes, like, that hasn't changed. And I would love, absolutely love to see a show with the same sense of seriousness and adult, like mature kind of content, but Diablo. Yeah, that's what you were mentioning to me yesterday. And man, yeah, this had some. We saw Wiener. Saw boobies. Yeah, we and saw Wiener. And Virginia. We did. Uh, we saw all hey, I, know, I, know, I know a lot of people were kind of upset. Uh, you know, small minority, small, angry, vocal minority of people were upset because of the uh, scene involving. Um, Alucard and the brother and sister, you know, in a menage a trois. Why were they uh, upset about that? I don't get it. Oh, just the fact that as uh, that Alucard's Ta- Taka, Taka and uh, Alucard had relations in the same scene with Sumi. I was like, oh my God, so what? He's bisexual. He's a vampire. He's going to be long lived and he's going to want to uh, experiment, I'm sure. If people found it kind of disturbing that the brother sister were doing sexual stuff with somebody else together, I get that. I totally get that that's disturbing. Yeah. But I don't know how else to tell you, but that's the fucking point. (laughs) But, you know, it's not like the brother and sister were doing the stuff with each other. They were with Alucard. It's still, it's still, it's, it's, it's still, it's it's still disturbing. Like you're still like, whoa, but well, yeah, it's also contextually makes sense. It contextually, it made 100% sense. Um, fuck dude. There's so many things in the season that are just amazing. Like I love characters. I don't know why they're a little tropish, but I love characters that are clearly doing something that they don't know that they're doing. (laughs) And then once they do it, they're just like, oh, what the fuck have I done? Mm-hmm. Um, you know which, which character I'm talking about. I know you do. I'm going uh, to assume that you're talking about um, uh, Sala. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. Like the whole show, I'm sitting there going like, you're opening a gate to hell. What do you think is going to happen? And that's told to you pretty early on. Yeah. That's not that a spoiler. Yeah. Like, th- th- this is a group of monks who feel they've been abandoned by God that think that Dracula was right. And they're trying to open a portal of hell to resurrect Dracula. That's their whole goal. And you find that out in like episode one or two. Yeah. It's really early. You're just like, Oh, that's, that's not a, that's not a spoiler. That's one of their plot threads. So, and, and I had a feeling that it was going to turn into a situation, which again, spoiler alert, it does like, oops, (laughs) what have I done? Uh, so it was kind of, it was a little gratifying to see that. I was like, ah, you, you fucked up. You know you fucked up. Well, oh yeah, yeah man. Uh, this season, the the lore in this, the storylines that they've done. You know, Again, we they were always all interesting. They were they all were interesting. All, they were all interesting. Uh, you know, and very heavy on character building and story building. Not so heavy on fighting, but when you do get a good battle you get a hell of a great fucking battle. It, it like, felt like it so, felt like just like every sorry to, to build on what you were saying, every episode felt like there wasn't a there again, like you said, there wasn't a lot of action because it was mostly talking. This to me felt like, hey, your reward for sitting through all this dialogue and all this exposition, it's gonna be in the last two episodes. Your reward for that is some amazing action sequences. And you get some early on too. You get a little dose of it uh, in the first episode. Um, but yeah, the payoff. I mean, episode nine, the entire episode is two huge battles going on simultaneously intercut with two gratuitous sex scenes going on. Uh, it's pretty wild how it was back and forth, one to the other lunge and thrust and parry and lunge and thrust and oh my uh, <laughs> but um yeah man this this season was a lot of fun it was really fucking good um yeah. i don't want to give away too many details other than you know the basic plot points of each storyline and we pretty much have yeah you know, i'm a little, I'm a little Al- alucard alucard's Alucard's lonely. He misses his friends. He's talking to himself. And then the brother and sister from Japan show up seeking a Japanese vampire and in the ways to defeat vampires back home. And Alucard promises to teach them the secrets of how they can. Um, that's cool. You know, Isaac's journey basically to find himself and the things he encounters and the acts of kindness and then the acts of cruelty all that uh hector being enslaved and the vampire quartet their plans for what they want to do to create their own empire it's just and then of course you know the main plot thread <clears throat> with simon and sapha and uh saint germain in the small town a lot of fun really good fucking uh storylines yeah this show has a really really good sense of when to throw a joke in or when to throw a comedy in to the seriousness of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think something I've talked about on here a lot is that I really like um, a story that has some levity to it. Like something that reminds me I'm watching a show 
and that not to take it too seriously. Um, I don't mind like super, super serious stuff like Altered Carbon, but something about Altered Carbon that just kind of draws me away from it just a little bit is how like there isn't enough comedy in my mind. Um, I mean, I think there's a few points where it could benefit from a little more levity here and there. <clears throat> well, this show does it really brilliantly, especially with, uh, with, uh, especially Hector with not Hector. I'm sorry. Trevor, uh, Trevor, Trevor and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But especially like at that one point where they're, they like just spent the first night in that town. They're talking about possibly moving on and they're just talking about that one battle that had the flying goats that shit on the battlefield and their shit was on fire and it was just funny as hell. They're sitting there laughing about not getting hit by flaming turds while they're trying to kill these night creatures. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was great. It's it's, and I love that stuff. I genuinely do. Like it just kind of adds like it's, I I think, I think a good show is like a good dish. You know, you want a little bit of spice, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of savoriness. You know, you want, you want a little bit of everything in your, in little, your meal. Little, little umami. A little umami. And this a show little. does that. The show does that in spades. In yeah, spades. it does well. And so far, this has been the only anime that's really been great on Netflix. It's hard to call this an anime, though, because it's not it's, it's, from Japan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's a great animated series that we have watched, and I'm um, mm-hmm. really enjoying it, and I'm um, looking forward to more. Yeah, we should uh, grade it real quick and then move on. I'm going to give this season a solid A. Um, beautifully illustrated, uh, animated, sorry. Uh, the the music's great. The, the storylines are gripping, especially some of the conversations with Isaac and the captain. Uh, and I want more of this show. Damn it. It sucks. We got four episodes, season one, eight episodes, season two, 10 episodes, season three. I want more. Yeah. This is like Greg said, it's very game of Thronesy uh, with its focus on multiple plot threads. But it's not messy. It's not loose. It's feels way more coherent than it's other coherent. Shows. It's very coherent and uh, just genuinely fucking enjoyable. Uh, so I give it an A. Highly recommend it. Uh, I, I mirror almost everything you said. I think my only complaint, uh, by the way, an A as well. My only complaint is that some of the audio mixing isn't the best. Um, there's a lot of times where I notice that characters sound like they're doing ASMR where their position in the scene is not up against a fucking microphone. And it bothers me just a little bit. Um, yeah. I know you heard it. I know you heard it. You had yeah. It. That's a good point that I didn't even think of, but yes, that does happen a few times. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you're watching it late at night when your wife and daughter are asleep, it's very hard to hear what they're saying sometimes when 30 seconds before you were hearing them perfectly clearly. And even though they didn't move in the scene, their voice did. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little rough. So I think that's really my only complaint. That, and, and that's a watch... technical complaint versus an actual visual or story, based uh, complaint. story-based complaint. Yeah. So my, 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 I guess suggestion is to watch the show with subtitles on for two reasons. I did. Um, what's that? 
I did. Yeah, I watch everything here. with subtitles. Same here, same here. But um, there's a lot of names that I, if I didn't watch the subtitles, I couldn't visualize their name in my head and know how to fucking pronounce it. It's a weird thing. Maybe it's just me. I don't fucking know. But like, I was really happy that I could see the name. Um, and uh, there's a lot of weird names in the show. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Romania, you know. You're right, right. Exactly, yeah. 18th yeah. century Romania. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, other than that, like, fucking, uh, oh God, highly, highly, highly recommend watching the show. All right, well, that's two A's from us for Castlevania Season 3, and I think the whole series is, as so far at this point, gets an A. I mean... Yeah, absolutely. So if you haven't watched any of it, please do. It's well worth your time. Um, season 1 was like a surprise, because it was like, well, how good is this going to be? Because it's based off a video game, and arguably, Castlevania might be the best video game adaptation we've ever had. Of any video game series yet, or, you know, and that's including live action films. Yeah. Uh, series, anything. I agree. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was trying to think of like, cause I know that we've had some, like Sonic was pretty good. Not great. It was good. Um, I'm trying to think of what else was really good that we watched. Um, that we've oh, seen. That we watched that's video game themed. Not just that we've watched, but like that has been oh. out in recent time because it, it's getting better. Like, like Detective Pikachu was really well done. And uh, I enjoyed it. But... I heard good things about Assassin's Creed. No, it's but bad. I did. I didn't see it. It's, so it's bad. Like you could do an Assassin's Creed animation series, and I think if you gave it to the right person, probably. Could... Yeah, it'd probably be good if given to the right team. Yeah, but. Speaking of animations getting to a team that you're excited about, the same studio that did the animation for this series is working on another series, and I'm excited for it. Uh, Kevin Smith is the showrunner for an upcoming He-Man and the Masters of the Universe series. It's yeah, a continuation you- of the original series but it's going to have a more serious tone to it. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's not like a super serious tone where there's no level in it, because I, I swear to God, Josh, like I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but he man is fucking real silly. Like it's really well, silly. The premise is yes, but man, it can't, there can be some really great serious stories told in it. The 2003 series that came out, uh, the original series is garbage. I fucking hate it. There's not a watchable episode in that series. I'm sorry. It's just not. But the 2003 episode, when I was six, I didn't give a fuck. Uh, but the 2003 series was fucking solid. And yeah, there was a serious tone to it, but there was still some funny shit here and there. You got to have those jokes in there. Yeah, that's uh, kind of all I'm talking about. Like, you have a, like, uh, I just don't want, like, a super serious show like i don't think i'm gonna enjoy that but it's also you know produced by kevin smith and i feel like that the people in involved with it are gonna add levity to it so oh absolutely but the reason why i bring that up is because you know the next thing we are talking about is a kevin smith project yes um so last week i think it was last week you might have heard us over two weeks ago talk about our history with kevin smith and and how a lot of his films and stuff have influenced our opinions and likes and dislikes on, on movies over the course of time. Um, so it was kind of exciting to see him kind of return to form with uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Um, yeah. 
which is as in his own words, um, you know, just like, um, it's literally the same fucking movie all over again as Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Right. Uh, Which, what's funny because that is a constant running gag in the whole movie. Yeah. The difference between a reboot and a remake. And, uh, dude, this. I watched it three times over the weekend. Really? Good Lord. I didn't think it was that good. To be honest with you, um, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, and uh, while I realize his movies are not for everyone, and I also don't think this is his strongest work, this movie made me cry in a couple of spots. It made me cry in one spot, but I can see why it would make you cry in other spots. And I know specifically, it's the uh, father daughter shit, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. fucking lootly. I had a feeling it would. It, I mean, it obviously is. But also that more... that one cameo scene in the uh-huh, credits also uh-huh. hit me fucking hard. That's the one. That's the one that got me. Like nothing else got me except for that. That was like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this movie is. This movie has a lot of really, really, really funny moments, and I'd say to me the funniest parts of it are, um. The kind of like, hey, this is a really fucking stupid premise, and we know it's a stupid premise, but we're running with it. Like that kind of stuff was super fun. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cameos, like from all from every movie he's done, other than that takes place in the Silent Bob universe. He's very specific. yeah, yeah. The the only real absence that I felt, and I was upset. I mean, we had no Randall. Yeah, it's, doesn't he like not? Wasn't he like not available or something when this was being made or something like that? At the time that this was made, he and Kevin Smith had a fallout. I thought so. They have they have since patched things up. Um, that's a little bit of a shame. They they've patched things up since. It would have been nice to see him in this movie for sure. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him in it uh, because. Jeff Anderson as Randall, um, you know, he, he, he's just a great character, you know, and clerks, I fucking love clerks. Um, and you know, he's not somebody you can recast. It just wouldn't work. So instead he just didn't have him in it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I miss the absence of Randall, but now that I know that they're cool again in real life and Clerks 3 is supposed to be happening. I'm oh, yeah, cool that's right. It. Sorry, I had a little bit of a laugh because I remembered a joke, my favorite joke in the whole movie. It's a little bit of a spoiler, just a little bit. Um, so if you haven't watched it, go watch it, come back and listen. Because uh, I kind of want to talk about spoilers for this, you know, hour and a half long movie. Um it is when Ben Affleck's character from Chasing Oh, Man God, that scene killed me. I know it did. I had a fucking feeling it did. That, uh, but that, line, that, was, that was Muse's real daughter, by the way. Yep, yep. Uh, there's a line. <laughs> there's a line <laughs> where he says, uh, he's like, I realized looking at her that I'm not Batman. 
that I'm not yeah. Bruce Wayne. I'm Thomas Wayne. Yeah. And then, you know, of course there's the, the mom, which her name escapes me. And then like winks at the yeah. camera. Like, Fucking yes. Yeah. That, that whole, I don't remember what her name was. That was so fucking funny. I had a good, good hearty chuckle. At that I one. did. I did too. There's just some really like, for me, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's funny, but there's also a lot of stuff that's really fucking lame. Like, I'm sorry. The most of the stuff that took place at movies when Fred Armisen's character was like getting arrested. Yeah, I didn't not care funny. for too. I didn't care for too much of the movie stuff, and it's a shame because I really like Kate Micucci. She's yes, hilarious, I mean. but she was just kind of wasted in it. Um, yeah, it was really lame. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but outside of the movies. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Outside of the movies part, though, everything else was pretty fucking solid. Um, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed Chris Jericho as the KKK Grand Wizard. That was really, that was really funny. <laughs> um, uh, and the return of Diedrich Bader as the security guard. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I don't know. There was just like, I think any time that the movie went to the extent of like trying really hard to make a dirty joke is when I felt I was like kind of cringed. I was like, uh, like, come on. I, I will have to say that Justin Long and Craig Robinson, the courtroom scene wasn't as good. Uh, but it was, what was funny is, you know, he was playing Brandon St. Randy. Uh, that's the same character that he played in uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that at all. That's funny. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, like I said last week, like the thing about our uh, history with you know Kevin Smith and and his movies is, I remember watching Clerks, and I believe Mallrats, with my friend who had then literally like moments after watching them came out to me. She was just like, "Yeah, I'm gay," and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." Um, so that's why I remember those movies so vividly in my mind hmm. at that time. And then she introduced me to chasing Amy shortly after that. And, uh, and I watched those movies like back to back to back to back. And then, and then dogma, the thing that I always remember about dogma was it was around the time that like, or shortly after it was a big moment in my life where I was very anti-religious. Like I was very anti-Christianity and this felt like a big old middle finger to Christianity. And uh, Catholicism specifically, very specifically Catholicism. And I remember uh, uh, protests for the movie, Um, people standing outside theaters and and intentionally like blocking people from going in and seeing dogma. And, uh, and I, I was not able to see it in theaters. I don't remember if I was too young or if I just wasn't able to, for whatever reason, but I remember seeing on the news like all oh, these protests and stuff, and then finally when I saw it, and I was like, "This is one of my fucking favorite movies ever." And I Dude, watched Dogma probably a, more than any other Kevin Smith movie. What's a goddamn shame is the best scene in Dogma wasn't even in the final fucking cut. What scene was that? Jason Lee's "Evil is an Abstract" fucking speech about hell when they're in the fucking restaurant. I don't think I've seen this. Really? Yeah. After the show, we're watching it. Oh, <clears throat> I'll find um, it. We'll watch it. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> no, Jason Lee, his best part was fucking cut. 
and I love Jason Lee, man. He, man. Well, he played a great, uh, great Pixar villain. So there's that. Hey, Jason Lee has played a lot of roles that I really enjoy. Like uh, one yeah. of my favorite shows. Uh, my along, name is Earl. Yeah, I fucking love that fucking show. And as a matter of fact, that show. As a matter of fact, the guy who played his brother, I can't remember the guy, the uh, Randy Ethan. Ethan, yeah, Ethan Supley. Supley. Ethan Supley. Him and Jason Lee have gotten jacked. Well, that's the thing. So he was in an interview, or Jason Lee was in an interview, or something to that effect, and they were asked about doing a reprisal of the show. And they said that there have been talks about it and that it would be really fucking funny to have uh, Randy come back jacked as hell. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it would be great. But also, he was missing from the movie. I would have loved to see him come back and reprise his role from fucking Mallrats. Yeah, that would have been great. Oh, son of a bitch. There's so many good roles that are just missing from this yeah, movie I mean, because I know a lot of the people don't want to do it. Well, that and maybe not have been available to do it either. Or maybe they weren't on speaking terms at the time. I yeah, mean, I was like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of the people who are in Mallrats could have been there. <laughs> I feel like well, I feel like uh, a lot of those actors and actresses, you know, don't really have a whole lot of work going on right now. I don't know what Jeremy London's doing these days, but uh, I mean Shannon Doherty, she's uh, she's pretty rough off medically wise. I think, like, don't she have like stage four cancer of some sort? Maybe, but uh, I mean, you got uh, you know, but uh, Claire Forlani. I mean, I don't think she's done anything since. Yeah. She's not done anything in a while, to my knowledge. It just seems so bizarre. There's so many characters that could have been cameos or like. I'm sure there's a much longer cut of the fucking movie that because he's notorious. He's notorious for making super long fucking movies and having to cut 30, 40 minutes to an hour. Completely off topic, but thinking of alternate cuts because you got you just kind of reminded me of it, and this is really fucking funny, and kind of fits into the silliness of what Jane Silent Bob are. Um, recently, a guy on Twitter was talking about how his friend, who used who was a VXF artist, worked for the Cats movie VXS, VF, VFX team shortly after, like in the second half of the of the making, because it was his job to remove CGI buttholes from all the actors. <laughs> What? Orig there's an original cut of cats where they have why they, Why didn't they leave that in? <laughs> so I want to see the butthole cut. I don't even want to watch the original version. I, I just that's the thing. The it, it should be called the butthole cut. <laughs> there's a hashtag online right now that is very similar to uh, uh, hashtag release a Snyder cut, which is hashtag release the butthole cut. <laughs> Fucking A. It's amazing. Sorry, just I know it's completely off topic, but man, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, this movie was definitely fun and funny, and I loved a lot of the uh, cameos and a lot of the uh, references to stuff. And there were a lot of the film also felt like, uh, oh, Kevin Smith is just taking a jab at himself in that, that, that silly old Kevin a, Smith. <laughs> a lot of that was taking a jab at himself. Yeah. Having his daughter say, like, this fucking asshole just puts his own kids into movies. <laughs> it was really clever to have her say that. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
it, it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was. It, it was. was it's a definitely a good. It's if you have the ability to watch it, which it's if you have stars via Amazon Prime. Is how you no, it. no. It's no. It's on Amazon Prime itself. You don't have to have oh, stars. I thought you did. No, I I, I assumed I just got lucky. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Yeah, it's just on Amazon Prime. There you go. Yeah, if you, if you're a fan of his past films and especially Jane Simon Bob, like you'll like it. You'll definitely enjoy it. But it is a nostalgia trip. It's probably more of a nostalgia trip than a singular, you know, like if you, I couldn't imagine somebody watching this movie without having seen any of his other works. No, if they, if, if somebody went in and tried to watch this, not knowing his style of filmmaking, not knowing the characters and seeing any of his prior movies, they probably wouldn't like it. No, I, it's, <clears throat> But uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a fan, it's definitely worth a shot. Oh my gosh, well, gassy and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and give it a grade. All right. Well, you know, I went first last time, so uh, I'm gonna give it a solid B plus. I think it is uh, mostly very funny, mostly very nostalgic. Um, actually, not mostly. It's very nostalgic. Uh, Nothing but nostalgic. Yeah. Um, I do think that there are a few jokes that kind of run their course pretty quickly, uh, but overall, it's it's nothing. It's nothing that's too much or like overbearing. Um, uh, and again, it's very much written for James and Bob fans. It's not yeah. written for anybody else, straight up. Like it's not written for new fans. It's not written for people who uh, just want to see a good comedy. Like it's written for James and Bob fans, straight up. So I think it's why it doesn't get an A. Um, I think. Uh, for somebody like Josh and I who've watched it for years, known this franchise for years, it's definitely great to see a return to form to in a sense, but uh, there are some jokes that just don't land. They just really don't. But I would say most of the jokes do. I'd say a solid mm-hmm. 85% of the jokes land really well. Yeah. Both yeah. both in terms of like reminding you of the past or just being solid good comedy, but yeah. Josh? I'm going to give it the actual same grade, actually. I was thinking of not quite an A, but a B plus. But, I mean, dude, there were some really... Not only is this movie funny, but if you're a parent, and I am, as I've said, and I have a daughter, this movie is essentially about Jay finding and meeting a daughter that he never knew about and trying to establish a relationship with her and some of those moments between harley and him and this is a kid that he's known every day of her life because he's kevin's best friend and you know they practically you know i mean when they say hetero life mates it's like they really are truly hetero life mates and you know they've seen they've been around each other for so long it's like he really is like that girl's second dad, you know? So him saying those things and that emotion, that was all like, you could tell that was just genuine love being expressed between the two of them because they are so close. And I yeah. think she did an awesome job in this. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what you think. I mean, but I think she I did an awesome job in it. 
I didn't think anyone's acting was particularly bad, but I also wasn't paying attention to anybody's acting. Uh, yeah. for, for the sake of a comedy and it being a very silly comedy at that, oh, the, last thing, the last thing I give a shit is about someone's acting prowess. Um, but there are a couple moments in the show, in the movie, where she does a really good job of being emotional, like when in the van where she's talking about not having a dad. Yeah. Um, that was very clever. I was oh, not clever. I'm sorry. That was very well done. Uh, but yeah, other than that. Yeah. I mean, there were there were there were some and the the moment with Affleck, um, you know, and it's like these two finally repaired their friendship, and that translated on screen. Uh, that was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, obviously, these things have nothing to do with the actual movie, though, but they affected me because I knew about those things and they hit me hard because I knew about those things uh, and can relate to those things, you know? Uh, and then that one cameo in the closing credits, dude. Oh my God. That was, yeah, I don't want to say what that is. Cause it was, I'm not going to say what it is. It was a tearjerker. Um, it was a good one, but yeah, man, I really enjoyed this. I had a lot of fun watching it uh you know watched it three times over the weekend misty really enjoyed it too uh i mean it's not going to be winning any awards that's for sure uh i don't think that was the intention at the same time no no but it's made for the fans of those characters that universe smith himself and well fucking done you know i'm looking forward to clerks for three yeah um, he actually has confirmed that it is happening. Jeff Anderson has agreed to come back. He said it's going to conclude it. It'll be a trilogy. It'll conclude the saga. But the plot is going to be uh, Randall has survived a heart attack. And Dante, they're going to make a movie about their lives at the store. And the plot's initially conceived as a film adaptation of Clerks, the animated series titled Clerks Sell Out. So. Nice. Yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll be hearing more about that soon. This movie, by the way, this Jay and Silent Bob reboot, it has been making a breaking a lot of records for actual films. Like, huh. because it's had such a limited screen release, um, it's been like some of the highest per film average of any movie ever. Like the box office take their percentage, it's just been insane. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Check it out. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Uh, next review episode. Uh, I have I did not write down the two shows we're watching and completely forgot One. what they were. Uh, that's okay. I got you covered. Uh, the first one is an animated movie, an anime itself, Netflix original. <clears throat> it's an hour and 15 minutes long. It is the Altered Carbon Resleeved anime. Uh, this is part of a production deal that Netflix signed for original anime films. I know another one is also going to be in this. Uh, well, we'll get into that later, but this is the first of those, I think. So we're going to be watching Altered Carbon Resleeved and then another anime that Greg said he's been hearing some buzz about. So we were going to check out called 
beast stars, uh, like the amalgamation of the word beast and stars together, beast stars. Yeah. Uh, both are short. We're going to be checking those out. Uh, Greg, you know, currently is going to be trying to work as much as he can day to day until he can't anymore. So yep. we need short things to watch for the time being. I uh, like I said today, it's not it's not a win or it's not an if the quarantine happens. It's a win at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and that's going to suck. Um, me, I've got plenty of time, but I'm just the shorter the better right now uh, for yeah. his benefit because you know. Also, it helps because there's a there's a lot of video game stuff happening around the corner here, like. I got Dude, the new the My PlayStation video game. PlayStation 5 announcement today. All the specs and everything sounds exciting. Yeah. It is it is on par with the with the with the Series X. Like it's they're both neck and neck. I mean, there's no clear-cut advantage one over the other in specs. No, not at all. Not and at and, all. and realistically like I would really like to have both just so I can play all the exclusives. But Yeah. Um, I don't, here's the thing. If you are still in the, in the camp of like a, a, a console war, you are in the wrong boat because <laughs> there is no such thing for consumers no. as a console war. No, there just, it, there just isn't. If you've picked I mean, a team, you've already lost straight up. Well, I mean, I've picked, I have, I have a, I have a PlayStation three and four and I have a switch. Having um, a preference to one of the two consoles because you can't afford either one makes perfect sense to me. And that is far from my issue. My issue is like when somebody's like, I would never own an Xbox ever. I don't. The reason why I don't own an Xbox is m- mainly because most of the games that I enjoy are on both anyway. But the type of games that I enjoy more are more prevalent and more readily available and in higher quantity on the PlayStation. Sure. Uh, RPGs, you know. Yeah. Don't get a lot of RPGs on the Xbox. So I'm like, and most, they don't have any exclusive titles that really speak to me. And the only reason I own an Xbox over a PlayStation at the moment is, A, I couldn't afford both. And B, Mm -hmm. um, most of my friends that I play video games with have an Xbox. So I was like, why would I get a PlayStation? Exactly. Um, but yeah, if you, if you are the type of person that you're just like, Xbox is better or PlayStation is better, you're kind of dumb. Love you, but you're losing. You're, yeah. you're cheating yourself out of it. Like, to me, I had this thing a long time ago where I hated Activision. I said, Activision, go fuck themselves. They screwed over Infinity Ward, yada, yada, yada. Then Treyarch came out with Black Ops. Mm-hmm. Had I completely st- uh, stuck with that, I would have never experienced the amazing game that Black Ops is. Yeah. And I'm talking about not in the multiplayer aspect and not in the community, the, the storyline. Like, the story to Black Ops is fucking fantastic. Um, uh, and I feel that way with a lot of stuff. Like, if you don't experience things because of some weird caveat you have, like, you're going to miss out on some great shit you might have really enjoyed. That's just my t- take on things, whatever. Um, like, it drives me nuts when people say they hate anime, and I'm just like, you probably don't. You just think you do. You probably just haven't, A, watched the right anime straight up, because there's a thousand anime. Thousands of anime you could watch yeah. over the course of time. But anyway, uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I got the new My Hero video game, just came in. I'm going to have the. Metroid Zero, or the Metroid, the uh, Mega Man Zero collection coming in the mail soon. 
Um, I've bought Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm going to get Doom Eternal in the mail soon. Like Animal Crossing, that comes out, what, the 20th? Yeah. So the day this releases, you know, two days from now as of, as of recording. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to get that. I'm a huge fan of Animal Crossing games. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. What? Yeah, man. I had the original. Uh, I got the original on the GameCube, and I actually got it in a bundle. Um like the GameCube with Animal Crossing for a hundred bucks. Uh, that's when I bought my first GameCube. It had been out for a couple of years, uh, oh. but got Animal Crossing, loved it. Uh, you know, I had the one on the Wii. Uh, wait, which one was on the Wii? Or was it just, or was it just the original that I played on the Wii because I had the Wii that would play GameCube games? That's what it was. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say because. Uh, um... I definitely played the first Animal Crossing on the GameCube, which was the first Animal Crossing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm bringing up it right now on my phone. I'm like, I've got, I've got the, I've got the one on the uh, 3DS. What is it? New Leaf. Yeah, I tried playing New Leaf. I didn't like the whole like monitoring your town. Like I hate. I was like, I don't like this part. Wild World came out on the Wii. No, that was that's the right. City Folk. Yeah. City, city folk. folk. I did. I did have city folk. I do have city folk. Yeah, city folk was get, fun. I didn't get Wild World. Yeah, I don't think I played Wild World. I played the original. I played city folk. I played New Leaf. Didn't really like New Leaf, but I know a lot of people did. Um, I didn't play anything other than until Pocket Camp, and that was a little bit of a disappointment. But oh uh, yeah. But no, like Animal Crossing could not come at a more better time it's, if you will. it's yeah it's one of those things like well i'm going to be stuck indoors a lot more than usual now perfect time for a video game to drop yeah i'm looking forward to the final fantasy 7 remake it drops in a couple of weeks yeah yeah that too um it's scheduled um, to drop april 10th and they say they plan on releasing on april 10th but they're not sure how distribution will work but well that's yeah, the thing about much. like Animal Crossing and Doom is GameStop isn't doing a midnight release so unless you got your pre you know pre-order elsewhere you're not going to be able to pick it up like your physical copy unless you have a mail to you or something to that effect if you got a pre-order to gamestop you're not going to be able to pick it up so oh are gamestops not opening now i believe they're all closing down yeah for during this time i don't know i mean you know like i said i live in a small area and we've not been put under a shutdown yet so i don't know there's a, there's a lot of concern about how the owners of the front of the company are handling the situation and not supplying stores with gloves and hand sanitizer or masks. Like they're just, they don't care. They're just, they don't care. So employees basically force them to shut down the entire store thing. Just the whole, the, the whole storefront. So good on them, I guess. But um, if you're trying oh, to get a copy masks won't do the employees any good unless the employees already have it. It's just to prevent other well, that's, people that's, from getting it. That's why I point out that they're not even supplying those, like let alone the other stuff. Um, but, uh, but the point is, 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 is yeah. Like I need animal crossing right now. I need something to fucking chill out with. So I'm really happy that it's coming out and I've already, I already have it preloaded on my switch. Yeah, I've got um, uh, Ramas that I'm going to start working on, a couple model kits. I mean, I've got shit to keep me busy. There is, I will have no excuse for any type of boredom. It's just like, I need to focus on what I'm going to start on. 
um, because, you know, I the mean, good side is I'm able to play Animal Crossing and watch our shows that we do this for the podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do like light, light games. Like, oh, by the way, uh, for anyone who's interested, if you don't plan on getting Animal Crossing or Doom Eternal, there's a streamer. Uh, he used to be on Game Grumps a little bit, and his name is Rubber Ross or um, Ross O'Donovan. Uh, he has a Twitch channel, which is just Rubber Ross on Twitch. Um, I usually don't plug other people's channels, especially people I don't know, but he is doing something incredibly interesting and fucking stupid, and I love it. He has rigged a system on his streaming equipment with one PS4 controller that control is going to control base his switch and his PC at the same time. And he is going to play animal crossing, uh, uh, new horizons and doom eternal at the same time with one controller. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Very interested to see how this turns out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to wager a guess and say not too fucking well. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be hilarious, but he's, yeah, he's doing that on um, on Friday, the day this releases. So listen to this podcast and then go watch him do that. I think it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be an absolute mess, and I'm very excited for it. But, uh, but yeah, y'all, that's it. That's it, and that's all, and that's it. That's all we're doing. Um, guys, we were supposed to have uh, a guest with us today. Um, unfortunately, yeah. uh, he couldn't make it due to some... Uh, family stuff we'll just leave it at that don't know how much you yeah. like us to say um but hopefully he'll be joining us next week on uninhibited very excited about that um so yeah uh that that's a thing uh again go watch uh b stars and uh alter carbon Altered carbon resleeved resleeved thank you i couldn't remember the name of it um both animes oddly enough um, i know the last time we did that it didn't bode well I know. Let's see if it does this time. Uh, I'm excited. Like I'm always excited when we watch a new anime on Netflix because it is a r- fucking full-on roll of the dice. <laughs> uh, well, usually we crap out. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, odds would say we're we're you know not successful, but I ha- I have I have a feeling about these two. I have a feeling these two are going to be good. Uh, we'll see. I have a feeling. I'm I have a feeling. But. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, guys, before we split, though, follow us at all the social media links below. They're down below the description of the show. You can follow us, uh, join our Discord server, and chat with us anytime. Uh, you know, buy some cool merch from our merchandise store. Follow the official All Cued Up Facebook page uh, for official announcements and news and other things. And then there is this discussions group you can also join. Uh, if you're not a fan of using Discord and would rather do that, you can do so. And then, of course, on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us there. <laughs> the links are below. As for myself, I'm sorry, I need to clear my throat. As for myself, I apologize about that. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Facebook under my regular name. My Instagram and Twitter profiles are linked there publicly. Uh, enjoy chatting to lots of different people. Shoot me a message. Strike up a conversation. Um, you know, just don't be weird. Um, <laughs> you know, just don't be weird. 
I mean, I'm weird, and I accept weird, but don't be like stalker, creepy level weird, weird. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, creepy. Um, creepy weird, bad. Uh, but yeah, as for other shows you can hear me on, aside from this one, you can catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday night on a show called Figure Banging, and every Friday night on MPSP Theater. Um, so follow that channel. You know, click the notification bell to get notified because there's content on that channel four days a week live, sometimes more. But yeah, that's me. Greg, what about you? Uh, you can follow me on everything under Chub Rock Geek. Um, you can follow me on Twitch under Chub Rock Geek, where that's where Josh and I do our Jackbox streams. Which I think we should have one this Saturday if possible. Yeah, I don't have anything planned this Saturday, so maybe we can start a little earlier than we usually do. Let's do it, then. Let's um, plan for it. Yeah, and if you're stuck at home, hey, lots of jackpots. Perfect, perfect activity if you're stuck at home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't really have anything else going on. I was trying to think. I was like, uh, do I? No, I don't. I really don't. Uh, guys, please stay safe out there. Please listen to the listen to the World Health Organization. Take the five, which is quite simple. It's it's. Uh, um, I'm pulling up on my phone because I'm like, what was the five? I forgot what the five was. Uh, sorry, guys. Give me one second here. I'm trying to do the five. Here it is. Do the five. Wash your hands. Two, cough and sneeze into your elbow. Three, don't touch your face. Four, stay more than three feet away from others. Five, stay home if you feel sick. I'm going to change that to just stay home. I did not know that they were actually calling that do the five. Yep, do the I was five. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Let's do the whole, do, the World Health Organization is advising people to follow five simple steps to help prevent the spread <clears> of COVID-19. <throat> hmm. And then it's uh, hands, elbow, face, feet, feel. <laughs> you know, George Carlin used to have one of those things, armpits, asshole, <laughs> crotch, and teeth. <laughs> Did you hear how uh, teachers are, are and, and adults are teaching kids the importance of washing their hands? Did you see that? No. It's really, really? clever. So they take, they're taking a dish of water, and they're sprinkling a bunch of pepper in it. And they tell the kids to put their finger in it and then pull their finger out. And they go, do you have pepper on your finger? And the kid goes, yeah. They're like, okay, put a little bit of soap on your finger, oh, a little yeah. bit of water. Now put your finger back in the dish and all the pepper like spreads away, obviously. And they're like, the pepper is basically germs. And the kids are just like, oh my God, I wash my hands all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's, that's a good way. It's a very clever way to get kids to understand the importance, but you know, obviously not all the scientific shit. No. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. But guys, yeah. Uh, go enjoy some Netflix. Uh, there's a lot of recommendations you recommendations you can take from us that we've had over the past two years. Um, yeah, we've we've got a lot of episodes of content. In fact, this is episode 96. Coming up to episode 100 in a few weeks. Jesus. Yeah, we we uh, we got some things planned for our 100th episode. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, um, and we're just going to flat out make episode 100 and uninhibited because regardless. Like, yeah. If we, if yeah. we end up having three uninhibited episodes in a row, so be it. Um, it'll be kind of nice to just have that break of just like, let's talk about whatever we want for three weeks straight. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, um, 
and guys, during the during that time, if there's anybody who's listened to the podcast the entire time and wants to come on as a guest, even for just a small segment that we can maybe edit in or drop by in the middle of our discussion, feel free to hit us up. Let us know. We would love to hear from you guys and and uh, get your take on on the past you know 100 episodes of the show or whatever. Be great. Be good to hear from you. Um, that's extra work for Josh. Uh, <laughs> It is, but I don't mind because, you know, it's not like I'm going any second way. Right. Fair point. Fair point. All right, everybody. Stay safe. We love you. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.